You're listening to The Thrive Podcast, where every week we dive into a practical, tactical tip to bring you from a life of simply surviving to thriving. It's personal development for the everyday girl who is done with coasting through her days, done with feeling like she's missing out on the deeper meaning of her own life, and done with mediocrity once and for all. Because it's not enough to simply survive, you deserve to thrive. Welcome back to Thrive. In today's episode, I'm having a conversation with one hell of a talented woman, Maggie Kernan of Magdalena Studios. Maggie and I first connected because her team actually shot our family photos this summer. I found her online because I Googled best photographers in Ocean City, New Jersey. And turns out Maggie and her team are award-winning and globally renowned, so I knew I had found the dream team for our shoot. They've been featured in People, Style Me Pretty, Glamour, Martha Stewart Weddings, and more. And besides being a very sought-after photographer, Maggie is also a lawyer. And besides also being a lawyer, she thrives on the entrepreneurial aspects of running her business, from business organization to sustainable workflows and balanced efficiency. She's basically like the poster child for multi-passionate people who are thriving across the board. So I am so excited to have her unload her best tips and tricks on us all today. So be sure to stay tuned through this episode, drop us your thoughts on social media, and without further ado, welcome Maggie. Hi. (laughs) That was quite the introduction. Thank you. (laughs) Of course. So give us the backstory of you, since this episode is all about thriving as a multi-passionate person. Maybe tell us all a bit about each of these big passions on your plate. Yeah. So um, I started photography when I was in high school, actually, I shot my first wedding kind of on a whim, and um, I started posting photos, and I got really positive responses, um, but at the same time, my path was always law school. Like, I did mock trial when I was in high school. I went to um, undergrad for political science. I just, I loved the constitutional law and, like, analytical side of things, so um I ended up going to law school while at the same time my photography career was taking off on kind of like a parallel path. Um, And I sustained both for a while. Um, The photography side of things happened really organically. I traveled. I um, worked for the UN in Africa, so I did a photo project while I was over there. And then I traveled with some of the top 10 professional surfers in the world um, and photographed campaigns for um, Billabong and and different surf companies while I was traveling, um, all on my breaks while I was in law school. Um, And the weddings just started taking off from there because people thought like this, you know, surf work and the nonprofit work that I did when I was in Africa and it was something different. So the weddings were taking off at the same time. And I sustained this while on my breaks in law school instead of like studying during the study periods I would go on a surf trip (laughs) and then like you know study while I was on the surf trip um so it finally got to a point this last year I clerked for an appellate judge and I'd offer to go full-time at a law firm um that I you know it would be my dream firm to work at if this was my, if it was my sole passion um and I decided to not go to the firm um everything had been so building up over the last few years that I decided to take the plunge and go full-time with my photography business. 
Oh my <laughs> goodness. So I feel like we just got your entire life story in like 45 seconds. <laughs> yes. I try to keep it like super quick and to the point. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. Okay. So we'll break it down a little bit. I guess first, when did you know when that you wanted to turn photography from a hobby to a business, especially since this started off so organically to you? At what point did it click where you were like, Hey, wait, I could get paid for this. I can create yeah. something more with this. I think it I feel really lucky to say this, but I feel like I had some really great supportive friends that valued my time and instilled in me from the beginning that my time and my efforts were valuable. Um, so when I started off with photography, um, I feel like, you know, when everyone has a talent and they're starting out, a lot of people get taken advantage of. And that happened to me a couple of times. Like I would do friend, like photos for friends and I started to see like where I was getting valued where people would, you know, compensate me. I would maybe get a gift card from someone. And I was like, Oh, whoa, like here's, you know, a hundred dollar gift card to my favorite restaurant. <laughs> and I started to realize that like there was value to what I was doing. And, um, I think coming from a digital era when everyone's a photographer and everyone has iPhones, I didn't value it myself. So when other people started to place value on it, it kind of, for me validated that like, this was something that like, you know, is, it's valuable. I can make money doing this. Um, other people value it. And, um, that's where, you know, I kind of started to charge and realize like what my time was worth. That's awesome. And wow. I wish that everybody, every creative entrepreneur had friends like you do who will stand up and say, no, you should be charging what you're worth. This is important. Yeah. It really awesome. is incredible <laughs> to say that out loud and realize that. Absolutely. So from there, how did you know when it was time to expand your business and grow a team? So over the years, um, everything snowballed very organically. Um, and I was doing so many things at once with law school and traveling. And then the weddings just started to happen organically with sharing on, on Facebook and Instagram. And I knew I couldn't do it all if I was doing law school and doing, you know, all these different things. So I hired a studio manager at first to come on and help with, um, like editing and calling. Um, and I had had a few second shooters who had worked with me over the years. And the first time that we like really took a plunge in expanding our team was when one of my best friends was getting married. She was looking for a photographer and I said, Hey, you know, I feel really confident that like the girls that I've worked with to second shoot could shoot your wedding. I can process it on the back end, um, save you some money and it, you're going to get like my style and people that I know and trust. So I, again, I guess it was just like having really supportive and trusting friends who like let me experiment, um, and try that out, but it really set the groundwork for growing our team. We now have six associates and we um, are expanding now. Like we're bringing more studio help and studio assistance in on the back end of things. We're looking to grow our team even further with more photographers. Um, so it's really, it's been, you know, really interesting. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that is incredible. And then I guess how, what was your mindset like throughout all of that? Because this was something, I mean, this was obviously your brainchild and your 
passion for so long, did you ever have any sort of creative tensions or kind of any, I guess, roadblocks or struggles along the way as you started expanding, especially bringing other creative minds into the mix? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think with the balance of like thriving and surviving, I needed help to survive and I had to let go of a little creative control with bringing on a team because what I started to realize was if I was going to serve more people, if I, I really believe in like, you know, the service that we provide, the style of photography that we provide, and I wanted to serve more people, but I had to like, let go of a little bit of creative control and my perfectionist in me to be able to do that because every picture wasn't going to be edited exactly how I would edit it. And it turned out that that was okay. Like that, you know, maybe something I noticed our clients wouldn't notice. And I had to let go of, you know, exactly the way that I would do things um, because it doesn't mean it's like right or wrong. And we were able to like expand and serve more people. Um, and even like provide opportunities for the team members that we work with. So it's letting go of that creative, like perfectionist in me, um, I think it allowed for like expansion and growth. And I love that too, because I feel like so many people probably associate or probably, I guess if they're perfectionistic, like you and I probably associate perfectionism with thriving in the sense of like achieving this ultimate level of whatever your passion might be or whatever you're kind of striving to create. So I love that you just mentioned it was actually about letting go of the idea of perfectionism to take you from that next level of survival to thriving. I love that. Yes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Another thing I love is I love how you always embrace the challenge of when a photography client thinks they'll feel uncomfortable in front of the camera or that they're not photogenic or that they're awkward in photos with their partner when you're shooting weddings. And I told you this before, it feels like a photographer's version of not just surviving, but thriving. So I would love to hear your thought process behind that and how you break people out of shells and what that does for the end product, because it feels like this beautiful Butter, like caterpillar to butterfly metaphor of from surviving to thriving, but through the eyes of a photographer. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I think a lot of people feel very uncomfortable in front of the camera. We hear it really often when we have an initial inquiry or email from a client who's interested in working with us, whether it's for weddings or families or portraits, but they see something. I think what's distinct and what most people come to us for is this like very natural style of photography. Some people call it candid. I think it's, you know, real moments, like shoulders are relaxed. It's something in like facial expressions that's way more organic than like, hey, look and smile at me. Um... So I think a lot of people feel really uncomfortable at first. I know I feel so uncomfortable at first in front of the camera. Like I become hyper aware of all of my ligaments. I'm like, what do I normally <laughs> do with my pinkies? What is happening? Why am I sweating? Um, and I just start to do awkward things. So I, I know how that feels. And I think um, it's super important to have a relationship with the person you're photographing and for the camera to not be a barrier between your your subject and the photographer, because then it becomes this like separation. So what I teach our associates and what I really try to do is to have a relationship, to talk, to communicate, to feel comfortable, not just like 
to get what we want in the photo, but like to really connect with people and for them to feel comfortable, for them to know us, for us to know them. It's like just like a beautiful thing in life. And then you just kind of keep that going as you're photographing. Like you don't let it, the cameras stop you to be like, okay, let me take this picture now. Like you're continuing the relationship and the conversation and the camera might come up and click a few pictures and it might not, you might talk for a little bit. Um, but that's something that I think that, um, you know, kind of like breaks people down from surviving in front of the camera to like really being themselves. I love that. And it so beautifully connects to life too, in like a totally cheesy cliche, but worth it kind of way in the sense of, um, letting vulnerability guide you in your relationships and everything. And like, just really letting your authentic, true inner being kind of come out without fear of judgment or anything like that. And how across the board in anything in life that leads you to living your best one and being your best self and thriving. So that's, I think that's awesome that that's what you do through your art. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. (laughs) So then this, I think is where kind of the, the multi-passionate piece comes into play here, which is obviously what you and I love so much. So how did you decide law school was the best next step? When did that happen? Where were you in your journey where you were kind of like, you know what, I should go to law school and it should be now. I think, and I don't know, I'm kind of ashamed to admit this, but I feel like it's just one of those paths that I was set on following. Like you're taught, you go to school, you're taught, you go to graduate school, that that's like the definition of success. And I think I was really scared to like break away from that Mm -hmm. um, and didn't have the courage to break away from that right away. Um, and I'm so glad I did it. It taught, I, I really loved law school. I miss it. I loved the analytical and critical thinking. I love learning. Like I want to go back to school. I love it. And I don't regret it for a second. But I think that I was kind of just on that. This is going to be my career. This is my path in life. My mom's a judge. I grew up in her courtroom. I grew up loving that side of things. And it was just kind of like always the path. Like I was never, you know, I never said like, oh, I'm going to, you know, break away from the mold um, until, you know, these last few months now, (laughs) which is really fun. That's awesome. So in terms of um, balancing all of that, I mean, I always say balance is a unicorn because it doesn't actually exist. (laughs) And it's more about intentionally unbalancing your scales. So you're giving kind of priority where it needs to be in that season. So how did you balance or manage both running a successful business and pursuing law school simultaneously? Because I'm, I mean, I obviously have not been to law school, but I feel like doing the two (laughs) things together is like insanity. Yeah. It was a lot. It was definitely a lot. And now that I'm doing one thing, I have no idea how I did both. Um, (laughs) Because when I do something, like I go all in, like I over prepare outlines for law school and I have to score well. And I also have to do all of the things with photography. Like I love workflows and gifting and like all the touch points with like client interaction. So it was definitely a lot. Um, I like to say that I loved both things so much that it made it easier. Like I really did love law school and I love photography. So like nothing felt like excruciating work, but I think what my really strong point is in life is efficiency and organization and workflows. So I have 
systems for everything that I do so that nothing gets forgotten. Everyone is in a spreadsheet that is like very, very detailed. I have automated workflows. If I do something twice, it's going to get automated into a system or the email is going to get saved in a canned email. Um, and then I'm able to bring people on to execute some of these things that I find myself doing often. Um, so I developed like brand guides. So people, so when we bring people on, they know who like our client is, what our style is. Um, all those like kinds of little things that I think allowed me to keep things efficient and organized. That's so smart. So what, <laughs> what would be like your number one tip for getting started with creating good systems, good workflows, a more efficient life for yourself for yeah. listening who is multi-passionate, but is sitting there like struggling with the juggle? Um, I think it's really important to have a system in place. And if you don't to sit down and think about how you can organize things in your life ahead of time so that when things pop up, you know, like where they're going. Um, I try not to keep things on my mind. If something pops into my brain, I have this brain dump list on my phone and it goes into that list. I can organize it later into like, long-term development projects or a blog post um, list of ideas or something that I need to do that week, or maybe it's a grocery item. So I have this like brain dump list that everything that pops into my head kind of just goes into, and then I can organize it like into categories or different lists. Um, and on my phone, I used the Apple reminders app for the longest time. I had <laughs> literally like blog ideas to do this week, business to do, groceries, things I want to buy for myself, present ideas, like everything, dog names, kid names, everything I could possibly think <laughs> of ever got sorted into a category, which is like sometimes maybe a little bit extreme, but I like kind of got to get to live with like nothing cluttering my mind. And I'm able mm -hmm. to focus on what I need to do when I need to. Um, so I think that really, really helps and is a good first step for, for taking some like organization and workflow into your life. I swear by brain dumps myself. So I literally just had all the good feels listening to you name all <laughs> of those lists. I was like, Oh, that felt so good. Those yeah. are clutch. <laughs> so what was like an average day like for you when you were balancing both things? What was like, walk us through what was kind of like your sample day of going back and forth between, okay, business, yeah. law school, personal life, because you just got married recently too. Like, girl, you're doing all the things. Yeah. So and what was like, <laughs> yeah. So like walk us through like what a day was like as realistically as you possibly can, because I'm sure there's also people listening who are multi-passionate, but might need some straight up real talk in terms of like, this is actually what it takes to have all of these hats being worn at the same time. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I mean, every day was so different because it was constantly changing each semester with my school schedule. So one semester I might have class on like Tuesdays and Thursdays all day. And then another semester, you know, it might change like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So I feel like I didn't ever get like a schedule, but what I'm noticing now that I'm full time and that I'm crafting my own schedule is that it was really helpful to get out of the house, to have set times that I was scheduled to be doing things. So I knew that, you know, if I had class on Tuesdays from two to four, I was 
focusing on class at that time. And then if I had a break in between class, I would do emails and I was super focused on my business on those like in between hours. So now that like I'm full time and kind of like developing my own schedule, I'm realizing that's kind of what I'm missing and that made me super efficient. So I think it's really helpful if you kind of like block out schedule time for yourself which is what I'm starting to do in my calendar. Um, so it's like, you know, I know from two to four on a Tuesday, I'm blogging or from one to six on a Wednesday, I'm taking client calls. Mm -hmm. I love that. I've done that a little bit in my own business as well. And it's been, oh my gosh, like that's the only way to get stuff done. The more you add on to your plate. Yeah. It is. It really is. It's like you're just kind of forced to be efficient if you have all these things going on and definitely a lot of multitasking as well. Absolutely. So you mentioned before also that you just recently made the decision to go full time with your photography business and not pursue um, law any further. So what advice would you give to anyone who is multi-passionate but feels like they need some direction or help focusing in on whether or not a passion is worth pursuing as something more or choosing between passions if that's kind of the next step? Yeah. I, something for me that's been really different and interesting to think about this year is my definition of success. So what my ideal day looks like, what gives me energy, what I want to do more of. And thinking about that, you just kind of start to think about like how you can get to that point and what, you know, what steps you need to take. For me, I really wanted to have, um, ownership of my schedule and my life to be able to travel, to be able to see friends during the week and do lunches, to be able to work out and have a healthier like life balance, to be able to cook. And I knew that going into a law firm would not give me that, especially if I was running my business at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I, I chose the lifestyle, like quality of life, um, and thought about, you know, my definition of success is working part-time from home, having a flexible schedule and something that brings me income and brings me joy and gives me flexibility to, you know, if I have kids one day or if I want to travel now with friends, um, it just seems like such an ideal life. And so I am making decisions to get to that place where, you know, that's my definition of success. I love that. I love that. <laughs> so I also, I know we spoke before and you also mentioned this, um, about part of your next step, including creating business resources for fellow creatives, like presets and contracts. And I mean, I just think that is so stinking cool. And I mean, with everything on your plate already, what is next and what's your end game here? <laughs> because you have, you're like adding more on here also, which is awesome. Um, so what's the direction you see yourself going now? Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited. I want to make some changes this next year and I'm still kind of sorting through what that's going to look like. Um, if it's going to be a part of my current brand or if we're going to start something that's a little bit different and ties into it together. But I have all of these things that I love. I love talking about business. I love helping other people grow and supporting other women and entrepreneurs. Um, and I love the whole lifestyle side of things too, like travel blogs and travel guides and um, sharing like tips and blog posts and encouraging other people to take these kind of steps that have helped me. So 
I want a place for them to live online. I've thought through some like different resources that I want to provide to creatives and entrepreneurs. Um, so those are some things that are in the works. I'm hoping to launch in the next six months um, a shop that'll have resources for creatives. Um, I do a little bit of mentoring and creative coaching. So just putting that on like the forefront of the internet a little bit more um, and offering that because I it really is so fulfilling. I've worked with all different kinds of of people um, and just being able to be a part of other people's growth and steps is just like it's it lights a fire in my soul <laughs> that's awesome and honestly if it lights a fire in your soul you know you have to pursue it because that sort of work does not unfortunately does not light a fire in everybody's soul so <laughs> if that's your thing I mean the world needs more women like you girl <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> So I, in finishing things up, I want to ask you a question that I ask every guest who comes on the Thrive Podcast, and that is, what does Thrive mean to you, and how do you strive to thrive in your own everyday life? Oh, I love that question. <laughs> I think thriving means, um, to me, finding your definition of success and working towards it. So... For me, I'm trying to find more work-life balance. Um, I love to cook and juice and practice yoga. And I think finding and striking a balance between what you love and working so hard and then still taking time for yourself to take care of yourself and practice self-care and do the other things that you love just because you love them, not, not for your business, is so important. So that for me is thriving. I love that. <laughs> so <laughs> a workaholic in me. <laughs> I love it. Where can people find you online? So my personal Instagram is Magsy Moo, um, which is going to be changing in the next few months as we launch. Um, our photography Instagram is Magdalena Studios, and that's the same on Pinterest and Facebook, and our website is magdalenastudios.com. Awesome. Well, Maggie, thank you so much for coming on Thrive. It's been a pleasure as always. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. This has been so awesome. <laughs> Wait, before you go, if you like what you just listened to, drop us five stars on iTunes. Make sure you're subscribed to never miss an episode of Thrive. And if you're on Instagram, snap a screenshot and share to your story with what episode you're tuning into and tag me at Erica Legenza with what part resonated with you the most. That way I can see what's helping you and your friends can pick up a helpful tidbit too. Thanks for tuning in. It's your time to thrive. <laughs>